Welcome to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, the podcast that proves if it's a fit, it's a fact. I'm your host, revolutionary sales coach, Alicia Barr, the creator of the Matchmaker Sales Method. If you're a done-for-you service provider who wants to increase your impact and profits, then this show is for you. Today's episode is from my short episode series about being a natural seller, and it's called Say This, Not That. And I want to preface it by saying that there are lots of different sales strategies and it is so important to do whatever aligns with you. It's just that there are some things that are very commonly unaligned for people that they really feel uncomfortable doing. And there's a good reason why they feel uncomfortable doing it. And I want to offer alternatives that feel a lot better and also work a lot better. So there's three that I'm going to cover. And the first one that I'm going to cover is the setting of the agenda at the beginning of the meeting. Now, this is pretty controversial because Sandler method, which is a really well-known method, um, is pretty fanatic about it. And not just them, a lot of people are. So it's in the beginning of the call when you basically say, you have some rapport, right? And then you say, okay, so this meeting, I'm going to ask you some questions and then I'm going to tell you what we do. And then you ask me some questions. And it's like, everybody's been on a sales meeting. Like that's like saying the sun comes up in the morning and the moon comes up at night. Like we all know. And the thing about it is that it's basically giving the other person a big alert that the sales meeting has started. So if you didn't have your guard up, go ahead and put that guard up right now because I'm putting my salesperson hat on and everybody's worried that you're going to convince them or manipulate them. It feels very inauthentic. I'm all about conversational, natural feeling sales. So in a regular conversation with a person, would you be like, hey, so I'm gonna ask you some questions and then you're gonna ask me some questions and that's how this conversation will go. No, that would never happen, it would be bizarre. So I feel the same about a sales conversation because to me personally, my perspective is that a successful sales conversation is one where the other person forgets that they're even having a sales conversation and just thinks that they're talking to an expert that they really trust. And that's what's really going to help them be transparent and honest with you so that you guys can come to the correct solution. Because when they feel like you have another agenda, which is to sell them, they're not going to be as honest with you. And the moment you let them know that the sales meeting is starting, that's when they start being less honest with you. So... Instead, I suggest just rolling right into the questions and asking your first question. A lot of times, depending on how you generated that lead, I like to say, what inspired you to book this call? If it's an inbound lead, that is going to uncover a lot of information. So you have rapport, you talk about the weather. Okay, the weather's here. Here is great. The weather over there is great or whatever. Hopefully you have something else to talk about than weather because it kind of drives me nuts when we talk about the weather. Small talk just sort of kills me um, as an introvert. But you know, you just want to then go into the first question, whatever that is for you. And the other reason that people really like to set the agenda is they're like, well, otherwise the other person is confused about where the conversation is going and what's happening. And you're doing a really ineffective job of managing that conversation if they do not understand where it's going. Like you must be all over the board because they came into this conversation knowing that you were offering a solution to their problem. So it's really bizarre to me that that's even a concern that they might not understand as you're walking through the normal sales conversation that that's where this is going. So anyway, that's what I suggest instead. Just go into your first question the same way you would with a friend. So the second thing that a lot of people feel kind of weird about, and I do too, and I don't like to do it, 
is the transition to sale where you basically ask permission to sell somebody. So you go through the question section, which I have already talked about how I don't like to make that an interrogation. That's a Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. So hopefully you're not doing that the entire time um, and giving no feedback on the answers because then you're going to have a lot of work to do in your pitching. Um, so ideally, whenever you get done with the discovery portion of the sales call, you're going to be able to talk about how you can help them. And ideally, you've already sort of woven that into the discovery section. So a lot of people suggest transitioning to the sale by saying, okay, great. So I can help you with that. Would you like me to tell you how? And the reason I don't really like this is the same reason that I don't really love setting an agenda at the beginning of the meeting. It's like, hey, I'm about to pitch you. Um, so get your guard up and, you know, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt and like, don't really listen and basically assume that I'm probably exaggerating a lot of this, which is what everybody thinks when you get to the part where you, where they pitch. Do you lean in when someone says that? Oh, great. They're going to tell me their pitch. No, you lean back because you're waiting for the pitch to be over so you can ask your questions and you're definitely not believing everything the other person's saying usually. So instead, I like to let somebody know kind of the synopsis of your discovery section. So great. I don't see any red flags like X, Y, Z so that they can self-identify, oh great, that's not me. So I don't see any red flags like you're looking for a quick fix or you don't have 90 days or six months to wait for a return or you don't have the staff necessary um, to support you on this project. Like I don't have a contact or something. And they can say, oh yeah, no, that's not me. You're right. Because people are always concerned that a sales meeting is going to be about selling this dream. Like, oh yeah, I can paint rainbows and you can ride a unicorn and I can do absolutely everything you want. So being able to tell them that not everybody's a fit, like this is not a yes for everyone. And these are the situations where that's not a yes can really build a lot of transparency and trust. So the second um, thing that you're going to say is like, and you actually seem like a really great fit because you're innovative, you're passionate, you have a great offer here. You have you're not afraid to play with fun outside of the box ideas. Whatever the reason is that they actually are a good fit, be very genuine about it. And then you're going to roll into how you help them. So you seem, you don't, I don't see any red flags here like XYZ and you actually seem like a great fit because of XYZ. So this is how we do this for you based on that situation. And I find that that's much more effective because it feels conversational. It's basically like imagine that a friend has asked you where they should go eat. And you ask them, well, what's your budget? What kind of food do you have and where are you located? And then you tell them where they should eat based on that information, referencing it. It's a normal conversation. That's how this should feel too. You've asked them their goals, their needs, um, all the things they've tried before and everything. And now you're gonna tell them what you recommend based on that. So you just kind of transition into it that way instead of saying, hey, is it cool if I sell you now? So anyway, that's, again, if that's working for you, that asking for permission thing, then keep doing it. But if it feels awkward to you and you feel like somebody's maybe not listening as closely, then this is a great alternative to try that will feel much more natural. And also, yeah, that's why they're there, okay? They're there to know how you help them. You don't need to ask. Like, that, that they signed up for the sales call. You know what I mean? So if they hadn't, then yes, I would ask permission if it's like unsolicited, but they're soliciting literally to understand what the hell you do. So anyway, the third thing that I would recommend not doing, it's a very popular strategy whenever you talk about the investment. 
you're supposed to say silent after the price. <laughs> Mute the phone, stick your fist in your mouth, do anything necessary so that you shut up and just be dead ass silent. As long as it takes. If it's five minutes, if it's 10 minutes, this is a stare off and you will not lose. And this feels really, really awkward for obvious reasons. Like if you're on the receiving end of this, you're like, what the hell is going on? We were like having a conversation and now it's dead ass silent. And it feels like a power move. It feels manipulative, right? Like you know the other person is trying to pressure you and make you feel weird. And the reason that people say to do this is so you don't just start blabbing after the price and say a bunch of stuff like, and that includes and all of a sudden you're like kind of selling yourself out of it or just like, you know, bombing the other person with information that's overwhelming or whatever. And that is not a good idea. That's true. But you don't need to be dead ass silent afterwards either. Um, so what I would suggest, what I prefer is to say, is that investment realistic for you right now? Because you know what? If you ask a question, you're definitely going to shut up because you're waiting for an answer. So if you tell them the investment and then say, is that investment realistic right now? They'll be able to discuss their situation with you. And that's why I really prefer this strategy because there's a conversation going on in that other person's mind. And when you're silent, they're feeling very stressed to figure it out very quickly. They're thinking, oh my God, how much do I have in my savings? Wait, what do I have invested already? Wait, how does this make sense? And da, 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 da. And they're running through all this stuff in their head. And when you're running through stuff in a really rushed way, a lot of times you're not clear, you're confused, and this can lead to them saying, let me think about it. But if you're able to talk them through, like if they say, yeah, it is realistic to me, like I can afford it, but I don't know if I wanna do it right now. Oh, really? Okay, are there other things that you're committed to right now? What's going on? Could this complement those things? I mean, ideally you've uncovered those things already in the conversation, but you get what I'm saying. Like you're gonna have a conversation about, especially if you have payment plans or financing options, that's where this conversation really comes in and it's fostered by you being able to say, is that investment realistic for you right now? And you're able to uncover a lot of objections and talk them through rather than being completely silent, which is so awkward. And a lot of people feel really awkward doing that to somebody else. And it feels really awkward on the receiving end too. And that brings us to the end of another episode of sales is not a dirty word. The show that shows you how to convert 80% of your sales conversations without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else. And if this resonated with you and made you feel like it would increase your sales in a more natural way that doesn't feel uncomfortable, then please, please go to the show notes on this episode. I hope you've been taking notes the whole time, but if you haven't, there are great notes in the show notes of this episode and a link that allows you to book time on my calendar so that we can connect and help you increase your sales immediately. And if this doesn't resonate with you, don't don't book a time because that's a really good sign that this would not work well for you. But if this is like the first time that you feel like you could actually be effective at sales, then please don't continue to do something that feels uncomfortable. There's no reason to. It's not going to increase your sales. It's not necessary to do a hundred of repetitions and a hundred of rejections because that doesn't sound like a good time anyway. And there's a much faster way for you to increase sales and a much better feeling way for you and your prospect. So if you're picking up what I'm putting down here, that's a really good sign that we're a fit and there's a way to make sales fulfilling and enjoyable for you and the person that you're talking to. And there's nothing I love more than helping people do that in a way that feels aligned with them. So please 
click the link in the show notes in this episode. And I would love to talk to you about how you can increase sales as soon as your next sales call. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful day.